Welcome to the House That Roast Built podcast with your host, Earl and Tamara, a podcast without limits. So come have a seat at our table and be impacted. Hello, hello, hello. This is Tamara Rouse, and I'm here with my beautiful husband, Earl Rouse Sr. All right. How you doing, people? So we're here and um, I was talking to my husband. I said, what what can we talk about? What we, what can we bring to the table? And um, I, just off the cuff, I just wanted to talk about what I was feeling um, for the past few days. Um, talking about fear, anxiety, and even depression. Um, it's very, very, very easy to slip into these three uh, things that I mentioned especially um, dealing with this whole crisis that uh, we're dealing with the pandemic, COVID, um, people passing away. Um, It's very easy to um, slip into that. So um, we wanted to talk about um, our focus right now and um, how we can readjust our thinking and get back to the creator, get back to... um, Having a relationship with God. Um, yes. You want to elaborate on that? Well, I just think that it's important that, you know, even though we're going through a lot of things, you know, a lot of things are happening around us that, you know, it's important to stay focused and know that whatever you may be going through, God still has a plan for your life. And even though, the situation may look bleak right now and we may be going through a lot of things. It's important to stay faithful and stay prayerful and keep your eyes, you know what I'm saying, on God and stay focused. I think that above all is more is what's most important, you know, and us being able to get through this. I just, I, you know what? That's a great point. I, w- I was just thinking about um, growing up, and I remember my my father and my mother. Um, they made time for God. They made time um, in the morning um, as soon as they woke up. Uh, there was a prayer. Um, there was um, they read their scriptures and they meditated on the word and they they talked to God. And I think we. As a generation now, we just got so busy. Yes. We got busy, um, wrapped up in um, social media, watching television, um, you know, just hopping on different um, sites and stuff like that with our jobs. We really, really, really lost focus on what's important, why we're here. Um, we, we were created, Right by God and we left God out of the equation and I think that's what a lot of people um, are going through this turmoil and they don't know how to deal they don't know how to deal they don't know how to um, function um, because they don't have uh, God in the center and I'm guilty of that Um, I've done it I've I've wrapped up myself with um, work And different things And situations that I started um, Businesses and stuff like that And I got to the point Where I was like You know panicking (laughs) Yeah I mean it, it, It gets like that You know sometimes You know we 
will plan for everything else and will leave God completely out of the equation. And it's just like, well, if there's no room for God, how can you expect God to move and bless anything that you plan? You know, I remember someone used to always say, if you want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. Right. And see, sometimes, you know, we want to plan things out and we forget to include God in all of our planning. And God will sit back and say, okay, I'm going to let you do it your way. And then when it doesn't work out the way that you feel that it should work out, then we're going to do it my way. Right. You know, and and it's funny because, you know, as a as a people, we do that all the time. You know, we, we start off talking about, you know, our prayer to God is, oh, God, you know, I want you to help me, you know, do this. I want you to open this door for me. And then we pray that initial prayer, and then we go about planning everything out, and then we completely leave God out of the equation. Right. There's nothing wrong with, with a plan. Like, you got a plan, right? Um, the Bible says, write the vision, right? And make it plain. Um, but at the same time, write the plan, but, you know, seek God for counsel, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> seek God for counsel. And I think a lot of times, um, and I, I always put myself in it because I, I've done this. Um, in the beginning, I'm like, okay, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And then I got, I get so wrapped up in the planning and I'm not praying and I'm not seeking God um, for direction. That's the key plan, but seek God for direction Um, in seeking God will direct you. And sometimes God will bring people to you to help your vision come to pass. And um, Mm -hmm. we just got to be, be watchful again. I say that and be prayerful. Um, the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Am I right? Amen. <laughs> pray without ceasing. And um, the enemy, listen, <laughs> the enemy knows that um, he knows um, what can, I wouldn't, I, want, I don't want to say trigger you. But what gets on your nerves? So sometimes it'll be the same situation, right, that you experience and you experience it more than one time. You keep going through. It's like a cycle. You keep going through it and going through it and going through it. And in order to break it, in order to break the cycle, you have to include your creator. (laughs) You have to include your creator. Go ahead. You was going to say something. Yeah, that's why I always say, you know, those who don't learn from the mistakes, you know what I'm saying, are destined to repeat them. So you have to, you know, it's like, you know, our pastor used to say all the time, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Right. You know, so in everything that you do, you know what I'm saying, you have to have, you know, a plan. And that plan has to you know, include, you know, the saying God as the forefront. You know, a lot of times we we want to, you know, just say, all right, I got this. I can do it all by myself. And God is saying, all right, I know that you're capable because I created you, but let me guide you 
you know what I'm saying, on your journey so that you don't, you know what I'm saying, duplicate or repeat the same mistakes that you've been making. And sometimes I think that's where we fall short, you know what I'm saying, as a people because we we stop listening to God's voice and start listening to our own voice. And you know what? I think that's what um, creates fear and doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fear is very crippling. Um it, it it can um prevent you from even starting something <laughs> right <laughs> and i and i've seen i've seen that and i keep putting myself in it i've seen that with myself like i get sometimes i get caught up in my own head and i get fearful and i won't even start it because maybe i don't know how to instead of just Go ahead and doing it. You know, sometimes people are um, afraid to fail. And sometimes you're going to fall. Sometimes you have to make mistakes in order for you to learn from them. Sometimes if you don't um, make the mistake, um, you can't grow. Right? Right. Well, but now that all of that falls back on to how... They do things in society mm-hmm. You know like we were You know watching um, a video And they were You know the guy was explaining You know he said You know Especially in America In our schools You know Kids get punished For making mistakes Right, right. When You know mistakes Are how you learn Not to do something Right <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Not to repeat the same mistake over. But, you know, we're living in a society where you're punished if you make a mistake. Because we're because we all came out of the womb. Right. Perfect. (laughs) And nobody's perfect, yo. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Um nobody's perfect. And it doesn't diminish you as a person if you you know, make a mistake. It's just for you to learn from it and grow from it. And sometimes you go through things and not even for yourself. Sometimes you go through things for other people. So you can be an example. Yes. Um, of, you know, you came out of that, you know, other, other, what I, what I should say is how should I phrase this? Um, what other people died from, right. Mm-hmm. You live through. Right. And then you can be an example to somebody else that's going through the same thing. Right. And right. And believe it or not, you know, it's something that we used to say in our church all the time that a miracle is someone who has gone through something that other people have died in. Mm. You know, some people, you know, may not have been, you know, saying mentally, you know, saying strong enough to just keep taking hits and getting back up. Right. And this, this is where, you know, your prayer life, you know what I'm saying, and your communication with God comes in, you know what I'm saying, to it comes into play because, you know, it's only only God can keep you and keep your mind, you know what I'm saying, at peace. Right. And, you know, especially in this day and time when there are so many distractions. Too many. It's <laughs> too many distractions. Yeah, and it's like every time you turn around, there's something here, there's something there, and it's like, Oh my God! Like you know, what I'm saying I can't, and people get to the point where they say, "Oh, I can't handle it." Right. It's like every time I take one step, it's like I'm being knocked back five steps. Right, but you got to be careful too of what you listen to 
and what you watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to. I have to always give it up to uh, our our pastor, uh, Pastor Corey Eastland. I'll, I'll put that in there. He said, um, "What you hear, you give birth to." That's right. So if you always hearing negative stuff, you gonna give birth to negative stuff. Right. So you gotta you gotta reverse that. Um, I always tell people it's good to wake up and do affirmations. What you gonna be? What you gonna do? And how how you gonna do it? Um, affirmations are very good. And listen to like stuff that um, is gonna breathe positivity. That's gonna motivate you. That's gonna move you. But if you listen to a circle and a cycle of people that is always saying something negative, guess what? You're, you're going to produce something negative. Right. And so that's why, and you know, you have to, you know, keep, you know, the same positive energy around you, around you as much as you can. And even when you find yourself in situations where the energy is negative and not positive, you know, those are the times where, you know, they're saying you, you pray to yourself. Right. You could be walking down the street, sitting on the train, and you can be praying. You know, the misconception that people make is that, you know, every time you pray, you have to have your eyes closed. Right. Or you have to be on your knees. Or your, and you have to be, you know, they're saying praying out aloud. But, you know, they're saying you can pray, you know, they're saying in silent and still be as effective as you were if you were on your knees at home in your prayer closet. Right. You know, it's just about, you know, and and I don't like that term that people love to use this term or you're acting like a holy roller. No, I'm just trying to be holy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not perfect and I never will be perfect. Right. You know, but you have to, you know, the saying realize, you know, that, you know, the space that you're in, you can change the outcome. Right. You know, mama, <laughs> you know, I, I, I preached a message one time. If you change your thinking, you could change your situation. You know what I'm saying? So everything starts, you know what I'm saying? In the mind. The mind is a, is a dangerous place. Um, that's why, uh, also they said, if idle mind is the devil's workplace. Right. Right. Um, is, is dangerous and it's also powerful. Um, and this is this is what I what I feel, and I, I'm talking about uh, to our community of African Americans, uh, Black people. Um, if we change <laughs> our thought process, mm-hmm. and I think this is what a lot of people are afraid of. Um, if we change how we think towards each other, and Unite is a dangerous thing. There's power in numbers, right? It starts with starts with one person. But if we come together, do you realize how powerful that would be? And I think a lot of it, and it goes back to fear. Mm-hmm. Oh, this person did that that to me, and and yeah, I'm you know I'm not gonna be. Uniting with anybody Like I'm out for myself No Right We are here And we are in this together We got so many Different people against us <laughs> right. To not unite Why are we killing ourselves Right And Right And that's 
you know, I always say I, you know, we should cry out, you know, when there's police brutality in our community. Absolutely. You know, we should absolutely speak up about it. But we should also have that same equal energy when it comes to, you know, the same black people killing black people. Right. Or just minorities in general. Right. You know, the same wherever you're black, you know, saying brown, Latino, you know what I'm saying? We as a community, you know, if we come together mm-hmm. and, you know, the saying build each other up. Nobody can tear that down. Right. Right. You know, build each other up, you know what I'm saying, and make sure that, you know what I'm saying, whatever we do, God is always in the equation. It has to be that way. Yeah. It has to be that way. Oh, because what we're doing is senseless. Why right. Why attack each other? Why? What? What? What's going to come out of that? Um, it does. Nothing comes out of it. Um you got to be secure within yourself and know that if I'm going to make it, I'm going to help somebody else make it. I'm going to help somebody else bring somebody else up. Um, I shouldn't be successful. And then my brother is on the street, homeless, no food, nowhere to go. I don't think that's successful to me. What makes, what makes me successful um, is you know instilling these values in other people and encouraging other people to say there is another way right and you know you should we should all of us we should aspire to want to help people who are less fortunate than we are right you know and because sometimes you have to even the bible talks about this you have to be careful who you entertain because it could be an angel Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, un- unaware. And, you know, I remember this is probably 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, at my former church, we, you know, my former pastor, he used to say, you know, for the church anniversary, everybody was responsible for $100. And... You know, we were all young at that time. You know, I was I wasn't even quite twenty years old. Um, but every Thursday we had Thursday night service. Right. So that particular Thursday night was, you know, my service. So you know, I got to the church. You know, I made sure everything was on, sound system was working, everything, and you know, people were running a little bit late because it was Thursday night. So. I while they were doing, we didn't call it praise and worship back then. We called it devotional. Devotional, <laughs> right? So <laughs> while they were doing devotional, you know, I was like, "Well, I'm going to go on the back and I'm going to usher." Now I pretty much knew everyone who lived in that neighborhood. Shout out to Farmers Boulevard, Queens, New York. And this lady came in. She was holding a plant. And, you know, I greeted her and she sat down in the back of the church. And right before we were about to raise the offering, she got up. She's like, I can't stay. I have to get home. But she was like, here, here's my offering. Can you put my offering 
you know, in a in a tray for me. So I was like, sure. So you know, usually you'd be like, all right, somebody give you an offer and you thinking it's ten, twenty dollars. It was a hundred dollars. Wow. <laughs> when I opened it up and I looked at it, I was like, oh wow. Mm-hmm. You know, she like she just left a you know they're saying a, a a huge offering, you know they're saying for the church. Right. You know, not for me. Right. You know, for the church. And we I was like, wow and Ever since I was like, you know, I was looking out to see if I was going to see that lady, you know, that lady again. And I never saw that lady again. So it but it just shows, too, that even when you're in need. God will send somebody to meet that need. Like a ram in the bush. Right. And, you know, and right then and there, I, I was, you know. Able to raise my portion for you know the saying our church anniversary, but even more besides because the all of the requirement was was everybody had to raise a hundred dollars, so I raised more than a hundred dollars you know the saying for that night, but had I not greeted her, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying the way we're supposed to greet everybody that we run into, right. who knows what would have happened, you know, and it's not about money. Now, I don't want, you know, anyone to think that it is. It's not about money, but it was just about, you know what I'm saying, how you treat people. Wow. A person's, you know what I'm saying, your reaction towards somebody else will determine their reaction towards you. You that, know? That's so true. Like, um, I always uh, I always try to treat people the way I want to be treated. And if any time, at any time, um. I offend somebody. I don't want to rectify that. I'm not trying to go to hell for somebody else. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not. I can't hold on to stuff. Like, I'll tell you how I feel and I will move on. But I can't hold on to stuff and try to plot and plan and say, this person did me wrong. I'm going to try to do this to them. I can't do it. Right. It, it, it takes too much energy. It takes too much time. It takes too much plotting. Too much energy to do that. Um, but some people do that. <laughs> yeah, and it and it just you know I look at it. You know, you spend so much time saying, "Oh, I want to get this person," and you come up with this elaborate plan or scheme, you know, to get even with somebody. And it was like at the end of the day, it's like, well, wow, I could have took all of that energy. And I could have put that towards doing something positive. Right. Because you trying to go back and get somebody and trying to get even with somebody, at the end of the day, you don't feel no gratification. You don't feel any justification. You don't even feel good. It's like, oh, wow, I did it. Now what? Right. (laughs) You know? So it's just like you, I I don't know. I, I just, I think that... You know, we're a society, you understand, that has is allowing us the devil to trick us into thinking that we don't need God, that we don't need to pray. Right. You know, that we don't need to help one another. You know, we just, you know, like everything is just a hoax. You know, like you know, like they said, oh, like we're just stuck in the matrix. I feel. I feel like that's what it is. You know. Oh, you know. The saying it's just you know, 
It's just a reboot. That's what the enemy will have you think. You know, that, oh, you're just stuck in the matrix, you know, and, you know, eventually, you know, the same, we're just going to reboot you so you can repeat the same process all over again. Right. I I was just, um, I wanted to ask you, what do you think, why why was she holding a plant? Going back to that story, she just had a plant in her hand? Yeah, she, you know, she looked as if she was coming from work. Okay. And you know she she had a plant. It was in a. It was actually in a flower pot. Mm. And you know she would. You know she was just sitting there. And like I said, she sat in the back of the church. You know, but you know it's important. You understand that. You know you have to practice. You know we even have to practice how we greet people. Right. Because I always, you know, say this. You know, ushers in the church. They play the most important role in the church, believe it or not. Mm. Because in Usher, the way you greet a new visitor coming through the door will determine whether or not they come back to that church. Mm-hmm. So if your spirit is like, hey, God bless you. We're so happy to see you. You know, glad you could fellowship with us. That's going to make an, uh, an impression. But if you're, you know... Spirit is like, and you know, they see your facial expression, you know, immediately they're going to say, oh, well, if the usher is dry, then this is not a church I want to be in. Right. You know, so, you know, it's important, you know, like I said, you know, it's important how we react to people, you know, even, you know, when you come to the house of God, you know, you should be excited about being there. Exactly. You know, don't, you know, don't come, you know what I'm saying? If you, you know, you had a bad attitude when you woke up. <laughs> so you're going to get in your car, you're going to drive to church, and then you're going to walk through the church doors, and you're going to have a bad attitude the whole service. <laughs> and it's like... That. Huh? You can't do that. Like, no, no. And it's just like, well, like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So I I don't know. I, I think, you know, we're not perfect and we never will be. Right. You know, and it's funny and you know, not to, you know, keep, you know, talking about everything that our pastor says, but you know, he has some good points. Right. Some of the things that, you know, Pastor Corey Easterling, you know, says too, you know, he always used to say, listen, we are not a perfect church, but we are an excellent church. So we can't be perfect, but we can practice excellence. And how you practice ex- excellence is, you know, the same being the best person that you can be. You understand? Having compassion, you know, the same for other people. You know, always quick, you know what I'm saying, to try to help someone else who maybe, you know what I'm saying, in you know, in need. Come on, there's been times, you know, we've rushed to help other people, you know what I'm saying, who were more in need than we were. Right. And we had needs too. But it was important for us to, you know, bless, you know what I'm saying, somebody else, you know what I'm saying, who may have needed it more, even if it meant that all right. We're going to have to go out. We're going to have to go without for a change. You know what I'm saying? For for this season. 
So listen, I, I keep going back to that plant. <laughs> I don't know why I keep going back to the plant, but I'm, I'm thinking of a tree. So we were in the middle of a storm last week, right? A hurricane. Mm-hmm. And when I, after the hurricane, the storm hit, and I drove through the street, I noticed a lot of the trees were uprooted. Were uprooted. Mm-hmm. Um, could it be that it was old? Could it be that there was no maintenance on the tree? So when the storm hit and came, the tree tumbled over. It was uprooted. So where I'm gathering, that tree represents us, right? Right. That tree represents, that plant represents us. So when the storm comes, and we don't got that maintenance, and we don't have a strong foundation, meaning God, meaning the word, meaning the prayer life, mm-hmm. meaning meditation, mm-hmm. meaning that relationship. When the storm comes, we topple over. We sure. get uprooted because we don't have a sure foundation. A strong foundation. That's right. Um, the tree is going to grow, and it can grow, right? But the question is, what happens to that tree when a storm hits? That's the question. Wow. All right. So on that note, you know, we don't want to give y'all everything. <laughs> so we want you guys to tune in, you know, next week, you know, for our next podcast with Earl and Tamara Rouse. You know, if you want to be impacted, come and have a seat at our table. And we're going to be interviewing people as well. Get y'all input and thoughts on different subjects. But we love y'all. We thank you for listening. And yes, we love you. And, you know, continue to stay positive. Continue to stay impacted. Continue to stay in the word. Right. And, and continue <laughs> to stay prayerful because, you know, prayer is the only thing that's going to get us through this season. All right, so until next time, Earl and Samara, peace out.